the city of angels is black and gold. You are listening to the Heart of LAFC podcast. And now, Joseph Zacker. Greetings, Los Angeles. Welcome to episode 254 of the Heart of LAFC podcast. We're going to call this one Dazed and Confused, uh, which I think we are all kind of at some point, whether we're dazed, confused, lost, figuring out what the heck's happening with the season. But yeah, three in a row, not something we're totally used to, except, you know, most Augusts. Uh, <laughs> but here we go. Uh, in order to really get this show going, let's introduce our crew. We've got Bam in the mix, Tony in the mix, and Araceli. Uh, Araceli, how are you doing today? I'm actually doing very well. Just had a bit of a busy week, but everything's been well. Excellent, excellent. Tony, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty well. I am getting my sage candle egg because we have bad juju since the last home game, and I'm just going to put that out there. <laughs> right. It's yes, there is definitely some odd curse. Uh, I know Monty suggested possibly a new shoe curse, but there's definitely something that's off right now uh bam are you a superstitious fella do you think there could be something going on here uh, i think there's something going on and i think it stems from one situation in the last home game but i'll leave it at that and let tony run with that that's definitely for sure no it's just bad juju i'm not going to explain it we everyone knows what happened and it's bad juju <laughs> exactly amends must be had uh i like it i like it I like that mindset is if if everything's not where it should be chaos reigns so there we are uh all right let's get into this get into the the mean potatoes of all this craziness uh yes we had a big lead going in three games all of a sudden it's a different a different world a different mls the playoffs yes the schedule is out where we thought we might be hosting a, a cup final or even our first round is now kind of up in the air we don't know what's going to happen next not like it's not going to happen until the final but yeah, things are in peril. Nothing is guaranteed. Uh, yeah, three weeks ago, we would not well, I thought this was happening. So uh, where are we at right now? What are our chances? I know we lost, but thankfully, our strong early season has got us in a position where we still control our destiny. No matter what we do, if we do our job, we get in where we want to go. So this is where it is right now. Uh, just looking at the West, most important to look at the West. Uh, we have what 57 points, I believe. Austin, who blew it last night, uh, I believe it's still at 51. Uh, so it still puts us an 84% chance of finishing out on top of the West secured. Okay, that is what we have to look at. Magic number, it's now five. That's a mix of either five wins by them or by us, five losses by them, or a mix of both. That's your magic number. Uh, for them, you know. They've 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 got to they got to chase us. That's all they have to do. It's a big enough gap. Now, the bigger situation, of course, is supporter shield. And I know everybody's screaming because we're now we're now even on points. But guess what? Thanks to tiebreakers and all, if we finish even, probably going to go our way anyway. So what does that mean? Well, uh, the union have 16 wins. We got 18 wins, 57 points. The goals look pretty good for us. Tiebreakers look good for us right now. I know if things go really wrong, that's not going to happen. But yeah, uh, conference championship, we're at what, a 63%. There is 62% uh, 
that's what it's showing. Uh, again, this might take us down to the last day. It could be really interesting. And look at it this way. Their last day is against Toronto. Stacked Toronto, desperate to get into the get into the mix, right? They're chasing things. Our last, I believe, is Nashville. So, yes, it could get interesting. Um, other percentages, of course, I, I, 538 had us at a, interesting, a uh, 30 or 67% chance of hitting the shield while, while Philly is at 30. I know it was a lot higher before, but it's still showing lead. Now, uh, what does it mean for us in terms of the matches ahead? What are some direct implications? What's going to get us where we need to go? Well, here's the cool thing. Every time we get points, we're locking in positions in the playoff standings where you can't fall below there. You can't fall below there. Uh, first round by still wide open. We know that uh, first round home field advantage, say fourth ranked. Basically, if you tie Salt Lake, that's it. Nothing else. If you were to just get one more point, you lock in fourth place. I know that's not what we're going for. Uh, spot three. Okay, fine. Case one, beat Salt Lake. You lock in spot three. With a win, it's done. You have the third spot. So then comes the big conversation. How do you lock in home field advantage in spot number two? Well, if we beat Salt Lake and Minnesota loses or ties to Dallas, which isn't it funny how we tend to always play everybody after Minnesota? I don't know. It's strange. I think Bam was mentioning that off air. I think Tony's mentioned it too. Uh, yeah, if Minnesota doesn't get a result against Dallas, yeah, we lock in second spot already. So the worst you can do, if we get a win this weekend, and one thing goes our way, we're the second seed guaranteed. That's the truth. That's it. First seed, different story. We got to race to the finish here and not slip up any further. Beat Salt Lake. There's your story. Now, Remaining schedule for us. Uh, Arisley, do you want to you wanna give us our, our final schedule here? Who do we got left? Let's see who we have left. We got um, RSL, Dallas, and let's see. You kind of caught me a little off guard. I'm not, sorry. Uh, Minnesota. I'll, I'll run Minnesota. through it. I'll run through it. We got Minnesota. <laughs> okay. Then the Dynamo again, but in our house this time. Uh, the Timbers on the road. Nashville at home. So three away, three home because Dallas and Minnesota are away. Those are going to be tough games. No doubt about that. Um, not easy anymore, especially because we're making it hard on ourselves. Now, why do they, why does it come out where it looks like still the advantage is ours? It's the other team's schedule because they're locked in. Okay. For Austin, they have Three games away as well and three games at home. Basically, they got to play Nashville on the road next. Then they got to play Sounders away who are desperate to make the playoffs. So, yeah, uh, uh, an injured Sounders side. I, you don't want to play them on the road. Uh, Salt Lake at home, Nashville at home. So that's two against Nashville, guys. Um, the Whitecaps on the road. So that's when they should be looking to, right? We know that doesn't quite work for us, but yeah. And then the last day, they're at home against the Rapids. Yes, the Rapids are having kind of a rough year. Ain't no guarantees for them. They look like they're going to be in trouble. So the last day looks pretty good for Austin, but those, that home and home with Nashville is going to be the battle. Uh, looking forward to Philly. Supporter Shield implications. Remember, they have one game less than us. Huge advantage if we take advantage of it. Um, they've got to go away to the Red Bulls next. That's no easy feat. Red Bulls have a great record. They're playing well. 
That's nothing easy there. Then they got to play Orlando City at home. Then they got to play Atlanta on the road. That is not easy. No matter how bad Atlanta goes, at home is a different story for them. Then they have to go to Charlotte, and Charlotte tends to get results at home last time I checked. No matter who it is, they seem to be decent at home. And then they've got to host Toronto FC on the last day, who could be on the verge of a playoff spot if they get things straight. And they're desperate. And they're stacked. Right? So you're looking at the schedule. One less game than us. They have complicated matches, probably even more complicated than ours. Realistically, that is more complicated than ours. Uh, so the path, if we simple play, simply play ball, right, the magic numbers will play themselves out and we'll get to where we need to go. As I mentioned, magic number was five. Are we saying we're going to take five out of six? No. But again, they've got to falter. And then it's done. Then it's done. So things aren't as bad as they look as long as we get our act together. And that, of course, is the big story. Uh, and that's why the get match last night is another interesting story uh, explaining why we've got three defeats in a row and each one looks a little bit different than the other. So it's exotic the way we lose. Uh, and so, yeah, we'll jump into that now and then we'll we'll, we'll jump in with you guys in a bit to, to cover it more. Uh, so Houston, LAFC, going to their house, haven't won in just about ever. We put in a lineup, Araceli, I mean, Mention this lineup here. It seems like the strongest one we possibly could have, right? I absolutely agree. It really did seem the strongest lineup we've had, especially considering we had a full roster to pick from. Everyone was healthy. There was no one questionable nor out. So, again, a full roster to pick from. But for the starting, we had Mahala, Chicho, and Vela up front. In the mid, you had Sifu. Ilya and Acosta, and then uh, I was surprised to see that Holland's head did get the start over uh, Cheeky on the right. Maybe a little bit of management there, but regardless, he got the start. Then you had Kalini, Segura, Escobar, and then of course uh, Max and Goal. Right. So things are looking. I think I mentioned it to these guys. The adults are in the room, right? You brought the stable players in. The guys that settle things down when things are, that's the lineup that I'm looking at as well. It went with maturity here, right? That back line is all about being secure. And I don't, we don't usually see Hollingshead and Escobar out there at the same time, right? Unless that debacle in San Jose where somebody's playing out of position. But the fact that both of them are out at the same time is kind of a not common vibe for us, right? This time they did it. To me, it made perfect sense why you would do this, right? You need to stabilize the game. Bring it in closer, okay? Uh, Sanchez in the mid is the story, right? He's got the rest because of suspension. Again, the lineup looked proper, especially after we saw the, the deficiencies in the last match with closing things down up top. It made sense. Houston's, on the other hand, Araceli, was pretty typical of them, right? Nothing, nothing special there. Right. Over on Houston's side, I mean, you've kind of already said it. Nothing unusual. Pretty much the same lineup, especially with Clark and Goal. Um, Ed Farah up top and Dorsey in the wings, which proved to be a problem. Yeah, eventually it did. It did, which is which is frustrating. Very frustrating. It was not frustrating, though, when Hollingshead was on that side look back to that later okay this lineup wasn't giving up much 
except for one moment, in which I'll bring it to Tony now. Uh, highlights of the match up at, through the first half. Uh, what were the highs? What were the lows, sir? So the low was um, Ilya's handball, of course. It's like a very controversial handball because it's still close to the body and it's a motion that you do moving forward. And it was also, it, again, this is like this whole situation was just like a weird one because so his body's outside the box, but his hand is inside the box. So technically they're going off by the hand, not where the body is in all this situation. So ends up going to VAR, VAR rules it, or as the referee rules it and VAR rules it is as a handball and, uh, they get on the board first with uh, Ferreira with the PK. Uh, Max almost had an opportunity for it, and he just needed to be a little bit quicker. But it was, a, like I said, that strike was nice and low, strong and fast. So good on Max for almost getting it, but it shouldn't have been. I don't know. I say it wasn't a handball because it was, it was in a natural position and not unnatural. He wasn't trying to block it with his hand. But again, I'm not right. the referee. Okay controversial more because of how the game developed down the line but bam you're looking at this thing where do you sit on this call there is no way in hell that is a that is a handball his hand was in a neutral position i would even say it wasn't even inside the box from the angle we're given i could not see how he was inside the box of that that was an absolute full call should not have been done and as i tweeted out it's that ref second MLS game. So, yeah, okay. But he's done over 100 games in New Zealand, where he's from. He's done A-League games. He's done a World Cup game. He should be better than that. He should know that is no way a handball. And he's going to the World Cup. That referee is going to the World Cup, people. That's wild. But I will say this. I don't agree with the call at all, right? But the way the league is going, the way the rules are written right now, because, you know, they, they're they in la-la land, right, with right, the rules right now, especially with hands. Um, I always grew up with handling the ball, right? There was some intent involved or unnatural position um, or had a direct effect on the play. I'm sorry, if Ilya is not there, where does that ball go? Am I... It seems crazy to me that one, his his hand, where is I don't know where he's gonna put his hand, right? Human body, it's natural position. But even if it's not there, right? He's got his hand tucked behind his back. Where does the ball go? It's not going in. It's probably going to the stands. It looks like nothing, a nothing play. And then you know, the clear and obvious, right? Because it wasn't called as a penalty in the moment. Was it clear to you? Was it was it clear to you, Bale? It was clear that it wasn't a handball. That is what it was clear. It was clear that it wasn't a handball. It was an absolute trash call. Pro has to do something about this. Pro needs to get better. Plain and simple. Pro needs to get better. Yeah. Uh, well, I think the biggest the biggest issue is the policy for VAR and MLS is clear as mud. Why? They talk in they talk in the ear. Nice. Does anybody know what's being said? Or when it's being said? Do we know if something's under review? Is it clearly stated, by the way, the play is under review? Right? There should be a marker or something. So it's under review. If you want to be open about these things, if you really want us to take VAR seriously, 
it needs to be out in the open. If they speak about it, that has to be fed in to play a stop. If they go to the screen, we need to hear what's happening. That's the only fair way to do it is we need to know what they're talking about. Right? Some accountability is needed here. But in our single entity league, you can't expect it. You just can't. It's pathetic. But here we are. Uh, and, and so this entire playoffs coming down the line, if things stay the way they are, this is going to be one of those controversial playoffs we've ever seen. Uh, and everything gets questioned because they can't handle it. And it's too private. And it's too selective. And you can overturn it too easily. Yeah, it's all messed up. Tony, you wanted to jump in as you're chomping at the bit here. It's oh, that's close. Um, it's not really private. Remember, they they do release the vo- the audio of VAR when it becomes part of their social media content team. That's when we when they have control and can look good. Exactly. Right? Or they want just the the views and everything like that. Because remember, we've had this before where they've done the 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 goal against uh, Carson. And they like a couple seconds later, we see that video after the game's over. Was this was this offsides or not or whatever? You make the call. And that was the content. So um, we do hear them talk about it. But when it benefits. Yeah. When it benefits them. Yes. Bam. There are leagues that do it live. Correct. Yes. Yes, there are. Um, One thing I'd love to see. And I know that next year Apple's taking over all the games. So they're going to show they got rights to all the games and all that kind of stuff. Have it like they do with the baseball. Hey, you can pick the home feed or the away feed for commentary, but have a third option, referee feed. So all you hear is the sounds of the game. So everything that a ref talks about, have that. Have that as an option to have. Because I, I personally, I would love to listen to that for the whole game, be able to go back and listen to the whole game and hear all the, what the referee talks about. Make it clear and public to everyone. They never will. Or they never will. You know, to me, it's just like that stopped moment. You've stopped a football match. Tell us why. Give us your rationale. Give us your reasoning. Nothing more than that. That's all we need. Not looking for every yellow card. No, we're talking about moments that change absolute matches. A penalty changes a match, right? That's the ultimate. A controversial offside call. Tell us how you saw that. We'd like to know. It's important, but no, uh, we're, we're in this moment. And so it's going to be controversy. Now you're seeing multiple bad calls in the lead up this month as games get more competitive and more tight. The teams are rising up, right? Pace wise work rate. The refs are not. And so we're seeing it once again. All right. Enough of that. I can, I can go all night about the controversy. So, uh, what happens next, Tony? So not even five minutes later, we get back on the board and even it out with um, Oboku from the left side. So he crosses it, it in to far post. Um, there's no one there, but uh, Vela recovers it and resets it and f- crosses it in and finds Chicho's for a header for the goal. Again, um, with this game overall, it's giving me last year vibes. And I know we put it in the chat where it's, Literally, we can't, no one can find the back of the net except Chicho. So, um, yeah, it's very concerning, but we can, we have to write the ship really quickly. Bob vibes, definitely getting Bob vibes right now. I'm with you, man. It's feeling a little, a little bit Bobbish, you could say. Um, or should we call him Thorrington vibes since he's the one that's still in house? Um, 
your choice on that one. Now, we get to halftime. Cool. We have the run of play, man. Everything seems to be working the way it's supposed to. It has been working all game outside of one controversial call. Second half goes. Things are going our way. Let's be honest. We have this thing. It's in the bag. We just have to finish it out. Do the job. Everything's working the way it is. I would say up until the substitutions. Bam, am I am I wrong in this? Is that's when things started going haywire? Um, a little bit, yes, but you also look at it too is um with even with the substitutions when Bale came in, we were having great chances. It's just that Bale was defending for Houston more than attacking for us at a couple of a couple of those attempts. Yeah, the clearance against Chicho, right? Yeah. That one. That stood out. Yeah. Listen, people. Uh, <laughs> that was a bang-bang play. I will say that. And what's Bale paid to do? Right? He, he's It's one track in that moment. I get it. It's frustrating because we see this guy standing behind him that has all the time in the world to just tap this thing. But it's not in his head, man. There's no way he's thinking of that in that moment. It's a bang-bang play. You can't go after him. So, yeah, the Bale's substitution, I will say this. In that moment, it was fine. It was fine. Um, I feel bad for Vela because I think Vela was on the verge of something before he got taken out. It just felt that way. The whole side looked like they were on the verge of something, but that move happens. All right, fine. Like for like, we've all been complaining. Let's be honest. Really, that's the only logical substitution. Not good together on the field. You got what you wanted, right? The voices got what they wanted. That That's the truth. Good. After that, what substitutions come in and are those the controversial ones? Right. I mean, those are the ones that you're like, well, I don't know. I don't know. Um, you know, we see basically our entire defense, except for Hollingshead, shifted out of this game. Uh, and then Hollingshead shifts to the right. Uh, we see the top line go pretty wild and bring in a new guy that's never trained with the side before. And that's supposed to change things. And I don't know about you guys, but it seemed like the chances dried up the minute that substitution happened. Am, am I wrong on that one? Um, they just it didn't at that point, whatever we had as flow and opportunity and quality wise seemed to dry up once all the substitutions were out on the field. It, it wasn't turning out the way we thought it would. Um, and which left us open, of course, for the proper counter against players that were supposed to be fresh, but not closing in on their players. Tony, right. Is that what I'm looking at here? Yeah. Um, this was kind of a lead up to another almost goal where, Escobar kind of saves us, and that was before the substitution. So if that was before the substitution, this is literally <sighs> so pretty much Dorsey uh, literally is untouched in our third of on our third of the field, and like it, it it just gets to the point where he literally walks it in and shoots from out little outside the box and ends up scoring. It was a beautiful goal, but it could have been prevented. Like you even see Alcosa kind of do the little like almost hit him but pull back and put his hands up like i'm not going to touch you but on that point you kind of take the foul because it's not in the center of the field it's off to the side so it's a little bit more of a difficult shot but you have to at least show that he has some presence around them because he looked like it was just a regular drill like he was doing in practice it's rough because in that play you see buanga start a start a pursuit then break off you see cheeky come in late on the play and then you see Ibiaga, rather than stand him up, turn, right, for the shot. And it was just like kind of waiting to absorb it, but not actually squaring up. 
Um, and so basically you have four players all around one. Nobody actually took the initiative to close the thing off. Um, probably because they were all substitutes in the moment, right? Uh, <laughs> it's, it's just too much, I think, in this moment. Um, and it didn't pay off. This is one of those few times. Now it's two games straight, three games straight, where the Midas touch has gone away. Substitutions aren't turning to gold. They're not, they're not quite working out. Uh, and so really the only guy that seemed to be holding his own, even after that in the back was Hollingshead, right? He goes to the right side. Things don't happen on the right side anymore. Happen on the left side. Uh, yeah, just, just bad situations. We have people running over the field, crazy amount of time added on to try to get another chance. Uh, but all things go south for us. Um, it doesn't work out. We fall short, even though we completely dominated this match for the most part, except for the last few minutes there where things got sketchy. So once again, three, three losses in a row, all three of them have different reasons as to why. So exotic ways of losing, but we found exotic ways to, to, to mess this thing up. And now we get to come home with our tails between our legs, uh, figure out what the heck is going on. And by Sunday, figure it out and get back on the schneid. Here we go. Here we are. Um, Araceli, your impressions on the match overall. I do have a question for the group here. Do you think Dolo putting Boanga in was too early of a call and he should have waited till Sunday? Or were you happy to see him make his debut? It was a desperate move. It was, he was, it was more of a, I don't know what to do. I'm frustrated. You know what? I have a new player that is healthy. He has been training, hasn't trained with us, but he has been training. So, Let's see what happens. And he even, I think, expressed it in the uh, post-game interview. As, as brief as it was, he he addressed it. Uh, Bam, you want to throw in on that? Um, I, I think it was a desperate move. I think he might have came in the game too early. I think at 20 minutes, it might be a little bit too much for him. If you're making a change at that time, personally, I would have put in Trejo. If it had to be, uh, if it had to be a that time substitution, I would have put in Trejo. But if it wasn't a time substitution, I may would have waited another five, ten minutes before pulling Chicho out. Yeah, I mean, honestly, Chicho looked dangerous up until the point he came out of the game. Did he not? Did he? Not? He didn't fade off. Did you guys feel that he faded off? I could ask all of you on this. He seemed still dangerous up until the minute he came out of this match. So why? We're desperate for, for three points. The only guy getting the job done lately has been Chicho. So you pull him off the field. And Man. that's the okay. reason of why yeah. I even asked a question. Also, Tony kind of mentioned this, but um, post-match press conference, Dolo did mention it. And of course, I'm paraphrasing here, but when he was asked about Boanga's performance, he said he has not trained with the team at all and he couldn't rate his performance given he was only on the field for 20 minutes so that's another question of if he hasn't trained if he doesn't know lafc system yet what was the point especially when you had a healthy roster that everyone was available but again you know that boils down to the now there's more questions especially with this being the third straight loss for lafc and I think it can be poisonous. I'll say it now. I'll say the I'll say the bad stuff out loud. You're two guys that you've trusted to get you here all year. You take them out of this game while they're still dangerous in this game. You bring in two other guys. One doesn't finish when he needs to. The other doesn't close. 
doesn't really add much to the situation, but your, your new faces come in and that's, that's the guys you want to run with in a pressure situation. Not the ones that got you there to me. That's a little dangerous playing with fire to me um, with the, with the players that you currently have. There's faith there and it shows a little bit of a lack of it. Am I wrong thinking that bam? Cause it, it would, it would drive me nuts if I was the guy, leading scorer on the team. Yeah. Yeah. It also depends on what dollar says to you when you come off to that's that's a big thing to me dollar i think the top guy that would say look i took you off because of xyz if he just took you off and didn't say anything then i can see a lot more but i i believe dollar is the type of manager that yeah when he pulls you off he'll tell you why he pulled you off and what to get better so to me as long as he does that it won't get poisonous but i can see how it can turn poisonous yeah, I, I worry about that kind of stuff. New faces so late in the season on a first place team. Chemistry's the story, right? And are 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 you are you messing it up? Doing too much too too late in the season. Um now we have to ask it, right? Three in a row, something's not right. So we go away from this. Yes, I didn't mention the penalty that should have been called for them, right? I mean, we should have had a penalty. We didn't get one that that's cradling the ball last time i checked that is handling the ball right if his hand's not there where does the ball go he gained an advantage but somehow that doesn't even get a view like uh, not even a view why i want to know i really want to know but we'll never get to know because clear as mud uh mls far policy so there you go uh yeah yeah i'm a little mad guys can you tell i'm there so moving on moving on um, you know, who cares about the stats? We saw what happened. We saw the failure. They got to get it right. It's their job to get it right. I know the 3252 will be there. I know everyone at that stadium is going to be there on Sunday, getting the job done. I expect it from all parties. It's time for the boys to get the job done. Again, Dolo can't shoot for them. <laughs> they got to finish. But, uh, all parties, yes, definitely need to get back, back on the schneid and get things right. So, uh, Tony, final thoughts before we move it into reactions and um, three, of course. Of course. Um, final reaction is honestly moving forward. It's not about even the referees anymore. It's like, yeah, we can talk about all the referees and who's on the field, who's off the field at this point. It's it's going to be just we have to a get our chemistry right on the team and also get our locker room tight knit as well because once we lose the chemistry and the locker room, we're kind of the season is literally lost, and that's the only concern I have right now with this three game three game loss. That's all. Well said, uh, Bam. Final thoughts, and then let's go with that top three, man. Um, I, again, same with Tony. It's we can sit here and I will trash pro day in day out on how bad they are, but at the same time, no, we as a team have to start putting the ball in the back of the net, plain and simple. If we don't do that, we're not going to win games. We need to do something to break this streak that we're on that we don't want to be on. Well said. Well said. Yeah. Again, don't put it in a position where we have to rely on those fools. <laughs> do it yourself. Uh, simple. Good stuff, man. All right. Let's get to that stars of the match. Um, what are yours, Bam? Uh, for me, um, I went three to Chitro because to me, the, the screwing the goal and he two got taken off. He was creating a lot of the chances for us. I went two votes Opoku for his heart, the amount of running he was doing for, for that. And I did one vote for Elie. I think having Elie in there was great for us, and he had a great game. 
Good stuff. Good stuff. All right. Uh, Araceli, your, your three stars. Um, I gave three points to Chicho because obviously he scored the goal, and I believe it was his 14th goal of the season. Correct me if I'm wrong, which he also tied his record from last season. Uh, I gave two points to Escobar because of that goal clearance in the 56th minute. You just cannot deny that. That was a thing of beauty. And then lastly, Mahala. He was proving to be a thorn in Houston's side in the first half. Keeping him honest. Love it. Tony, three stars? I did the same thing as Araceli. Uh, Chicho for the goal and also overall just like hard work that he puts in day in, day out. So he's um, he's got my three. Uh, Escobar for the game for saving us from a worse loss from that that save like on the line clearance and then uh opoku for of course still putting in the work and doing everything he can to honestly just keep showing us why he's keeping his starting job the whole time nice all right so i'm gonna get a little weird on you guys for this one because things i notice um definitely first star is gonna go to chicho right he finished. He got the job done in his side until he was taken out and couldn't do the rest. Uh, second star is going to go to Chiellini. You're like, what? Chiellini. How many shots on goal do they have when he was out there? How much control do they have in the match until he came out of that match? Total control. They had one real shot on goal. That's it. That's all. And it wasn't that great. And, of course, the penalty counts as another, but that was nonsense. Um you know, Hollingshead can be up there too. I can give him a star, probably a third star. I'll throw at him. Everywhere he went had control. They weren't beating him in his position. All right. Um, and that, I think that might be it, right? So Arango, Chiellini, Hollingshead. Those are my choices. Why? Because those guys did their jobs on the night. Throw it back to you, Ben. How the, how the community see it? The community saw it. Um, Love for Chicho, Escobar, Vela, Chiellini got some love too. Uh, Buonga got a couple of votes. So it was fairly mixed out, but the top three from the fans was Chicho, Escobar, and Vela. There we go. There we go. All right. I mean, how do you not doubt Chicho? He's carrying us at this point. Yeah. All right. So uh, looking at reactions, let's throw up to you guys, see where you're at on this. Here come the faithful. Oh, boom, boom, boom. We've got Edgar Corral says, I am not okay. None of us are okay. None of us are okay. The scarf himself is on. J.R. Liebert is here. Black and gold love. There it is, man. All love to you, sir. We have Mark in the mix. Old comrade Mark. He says, I'm not saying I'm content with the streak we're on, but I do reflect on where we were last season and know we can do better and get this settled before the playoffs. Praying, praying, praying. And this is why Mark kind of mentions it. RSL handled Minnesota. They're coming with energy. Yeah, we're going to talk about that because as much as we talk about how good we are, RSL is doing better right now. They're a hot hand. It's scary hot. We'll talk about that. Um, I like this from Scarf. Julian Gaines' pelvis was good to go. It's too bad we didn't see his pelvis on the day. I don't know how that sounds, but there you go. Uh, the man doesn't play anyway. Um, Ox is in the mix. Yes, Daniel Angel, Scarf is in the chat. Yes, Scarf is a busy man with a uh, budding recording career. We'll talk about that soon. Uh, says, that's the issue I have from J.R. Liebert. Here he is. Says, there's enough on the replay for it to be clear and obvious. Of course, Pucky. Yep, 
we got played yet again. Uh, Daniel Angel, the biggest issue with pro refs isn't necessarily the quality of the call, but the consistency. You have to call the game fairly, which means you have to take a look one way. You have the other way, too. It's never fair. It's never fair. I don't understand it. Um, terrible. Terrible. Uh, Daniel also says, watch pencil refing uh, Portugal, Australia, and he was messing up too. That was pencil's biggest issue in the Carson edge, not necessarily the calls, but the lack of consistency. It has to go both ways. MLS doesn't go both ways. It's funny. Their, their lack of capacity actually settles games, and it's really sad. Uh, Jerry Liebert says, we're 10 times better with Chiellini on the pitch than not agreed. Uh, he wasn't perfect at all, and he wasn't perfect at all against Houston. Yes, but effective, very effective and leading. The dude basically was wearing the armband on the day. He was getting away with stuff, yelling at the ref, talking to everybody that no one else gets away with, and that actually plays in. Um, you, if you watch the way he lobbies, he disarms opponents. It's pretty wild. Um, and when he came off that, that was lost. That's for sure. Uh, Daniel Angel for me, a factor was Ilya playing on a yellow. He kept pulling up short on tackles. If Houston doesn't feel his pressure on their dribbles, it allows them to get the rhythm, stay in the game. Yeah. And the overlap is wide open when you have others not tracking and yeah, all bad. All bad. David Day, six more games. Yes, sir. Six more games. Uh, Daniel also says, got to see uh, Danny B's black and gold debut in person. Only bright spot of an otherwise sour game experience. Yeah, he's in the mix. Let's hope a week of training helps. It will. I, we all know it will. Um, says there were at least three potential handballs on Houston. None got a second look. At least to pretend to go look at the monitor. Even if the review is 20 seconds, just pretend that you want to get it right. There you go. There you go. Got a scarf agreeing with the Chiellini vote. Uh, Carlos C. Has there been much roster, this much roster turnover this late in the season? Too much roster, he says, uh, changes. Is there enough time to find some chemistry? There's enough time. We have one month. One month, six games. It's plenty of time. It's just we don't know where we're going to be <laughs> in the standings after those six games. And that's where it gets questionable. Are we going to get the host in MLS Cup if we can get that far? Right? Where, where are we going to be at on this? Are we going to host all of the Western Conference games? Or is that last one going to have to be in somebody else's house? That all gets settled in the next six games. Uh, yeah, it's tough. Oh, JR also says uh, we lose Kellen for yellows, right? Yeah, and a cheap one, too. That was cheap, that yellow card. But you know what? I'm going to be dead honest with you guys. I'd rather have the accumulation go now. Right? Get a clean slate for the man. And then we go uh, and he gets a week off, comes in clean for the next one. We're going to need him for the bigger games. That's for sure. And if they was going to have to take a week off, one week off at a home game is okay. We have the weapons to take care of that. Um, Carlos C, what can the team do to counter the high pressing and physical play that they've been seeing since the DC game? Move the ball. Don't hold it for too long. Utilize your own game. Um, they can't high press you if you've pressed them down. I, I, we're built on holding other teams back and pressing them to have to worry about us. The only way we can do that is if our top line is constantly pressuring their back line. So they have a limited amount of time to touch the ball and move it. That's when you start seeing balls pop up from the opponent and it happens. Uh, but we have not seen it since the changes we've made. We really haven't seen that consistent press that we like to put on it's one guy doing the job 
Um, and I'll go in the advanced stats later on that. Not on this episode, probably next next one for the the next preview. But if you look at it, only only two of three seem to be ever putting that on. And so you have a safe side, and they're picking a safe side on this. That's what's happening. Uh, at least that's what I've seen. Uh, ooh, Real Salt Lake got a new goalkeeper. Interest, yeah. There we go. And they got rid of an old one. We know that too. So yes. Um, Carlos C, our team has forgotten how to press. Certain players have forgotten how to press. If you want to name them, you can name them, but certain guys aren't doing the job or we're doing substitutions where only one guy has the capability of doing the press and it leaves us hanging. Yeah, definitely. Something's missing there. Uh, the play is missing there. I agree with you, man. Good stuff, guys. All right. Thank you for the comments. We're going to jump this one in. I believe it is time for club and community news with the one, the only Tony. What's going on, man? What's going on in the community, sir? Mm, nothing too much. Um, of course, um, D9U is still taking uh, pre-orders for the cake pops. It's like so, and it, it goes for a great uh, foundation. That you also can buy them at the tailgate, which is the next thing that is coming up. We have a home game. Um, well, this isn't part of club and community news, but it's more of drink a lot of water this weekend, you guys. Uh, it's going to be a hot one. I know most of you are going to be there f- during the day, so uh, just drink a lot of water. But we'll, we would have tailgates. Uh, actually, uh, the first one that has been posted about is Lucky's. They're having brisket at their uh, tailgate. So uh, nice little uh, doing. And also, most likely, TSG will also... They are releasing Tigerade again. So if you've had that beer, it's a really good beer. And also, as well as they might be selling it, hopefully maybe for donations at their tailgate as well. So that's all about club and communities for the day. There we are. What's the biggest news? Hydrate for the heat. We'll see you on Sunday. That's your big community news. Take care of yourselves. It's going to be a record, record heat wave, and we're going to be tailgating. Real talk. Okay. Um, be careful out there. Seriously. All right. Love it. Now on to, Oh, the black and gold vinyl club minute. Oh boy. Oh boy. Should we do the opening act or the main act? I think I'm going to give this one to bam. Uh, you have the floor, sir. Yeah. So, uh, I told scarf. He's got to definitely has to tune into this episode. That's why he's, he's in the chat a lot at the moment. Now, as, as you all know, Scarf was talking about releasing a certain song about a former player of ours, Brian. It was finally released yesterday on the Defenders of the Bank podcast. So you do definitely go and listen to that. Now, I was scrolling the internet, and I happened to come across something that, to me, looks like the album cover for that song. So for those that don't know, here we go. Brian's song by the scarf is this week's black and gold vinyl club. So scarf, that's for you. Oh, he's cradling the scarf, man. I uh, love it, man. Uh, he's probably even looking at it like an Instagram uh, setup right here. So good stuff. Good stuff. I love the background and the trees and like, it's all like 70s like look. Good stuff, man. So on you, scarf, dude. Well done, sir. We love it. Uh, fantastic, man. We knew it was coming. It came. I have a feeling you have another hit on the way. I can't wait for the next one. Uh, now that you've started this, yes, we're looking forward to that. Uh, Tony, your impressions on the uh, on the song there? 
I loved it. Like I said, we've just been waiting for it. But um, again, it moves on to my our next uh, person that needs to release not their song, but their rendition of song. Jonathan of Shoulder to Shoulder fame. He has a little clip of him singing the Chicho Arango song. So I have that challenge to hear that clip. So Jonathan, hopefully we hear it soon. Oh, man. So check that out. So we got the low voice. We got the high voice. Maybe some sounds that could help us get through our current funk. Maybe sing it live at the stadium. I'm just saying. Acoustic. Acoustic at the tailgate. Let's go. Let's do it. So good stuff on all you guys, man. Thanks for the creativity. Uh, full support all the way. Uh, we did have one other choice. We'll just give the honorable mention to our traditional choice. And uh, we were going to go with Kenny Rogers since he's from Houston. I kid you not. Um, and we're going with the Gambler, 1978. Gambler? Yeah. No one to hold them, no one to fold them. Uh, I guess we should dedicate this to John Thornton. Sorry, man. Uh, but there we go. Uh, no one of dealings done. There we go. All right, I'll leave it there. Let's get into RSL. I know we're going that way. Honestly, I'm excited about this match. Not that, not that you know, it's going to be a cakewalk or anything like that. We actually, they seem like a very different RSL since the last time we met, and that wasn't long ago. Uh, but ever since losing to us, bam, have they ever lost again? Mm, no, they uh, they have lost one. And that was us. But besides that, the last five games, two wins, two draws. Yeah, uh, they've, they've found themselves. I guess we were their reckoning. Um, and they woke up. And what's crazy is they've gotten wins against tough teams right these aren't these aren't easy games these are these are pretty rough ones right like who are some big uh big heads they've taken out well they had a 1-1 away draw to dallas so dallas at home is tough a 1-1 home draw to vancouver they had a 3-0 um lately on flats had a 2-1 away to seattle and the last game was a 3-0 home win to minnesota okay so <laughs> three out of Minnesota again, the harbinger. Um, dude, Minnesota is not a pushover, very obviously. We're gonna face them pretty soon. Dude, that's a kill, man. That is an absolute kill. Um, Dallas getting a draw in Dallas. We're gonna have a hard time getting a draw in Dallas the way we're playing, so uh that's tough. Uh Vancouver's Vancouver, whatever. Um but Seattle, Seattle's desperate. So, yes, again, yeah. they've found their way. They know what they're doing. Um, record right now, Bam? Uh, the record right now is one quick moment. The record is where are they? Uh, 11 wins, nine draws, eight losses. So, they basically, because of this streak of four good results, got themselves into a winning a winning record that's what we're yeah, looking at now right yeah yeah so yeah, currently turn around here six so they're in the playoffs guys that that's this is a playoff team that's hot right now so probably one of the stronger ones we're gonna face for the remainder of this i know it's rsl i know our history with rsl i know our history at home with rsl there's one big blip there that we all remember horrible blip but here they come right different mindset uh tony looking at the good the bad and the ugly what can you tell us about uh real salt lake um 
pretty much that how do I say this? It's like R- RSL is like we've won against them nine times. We've have lost three. Um, we are coming off a loss, so they're coming us us. Uh, they're coming at us after a three game losing streak. So they were getting an angry, hopefully LAFC and wanting to get back into it. And then the um, other one that's kind of not the greatest is the good for them, ugly for us. They are unbeaten in the last three home uh, away games. So they won loss and one draw and two draws. There we go. So competitive again. Um, yes, we do well historically, but again, throw it out the window. Uh, we're, we're facing a very different RSL side. Uh, now looking at potentials, of course, they have two good strikers now that have found their way. Um, you have Savarina and Cordova, I believe. Uh, Cordova's got eight goals now. The other one's got six. Uh, Justin Miram's falling behind with three. Uh, Miram is their assist leader with six. They've gone traditional. We'll talk about the lineup right now. Um, basically, they, it looks like they've gone to a 4-4-2. They've gone very simple as to what they do uh, with their lineup. Overlaps are expected. Control in the middle. It's pretty standard issue as to what they want to do. The thing is they have the right tools in place now. Uh, they're healthy enough uh, where this could be a problem. Minus one thing, their typical lineup, of course, would be Savarino and Cordova up top. You would have Miram on the left, Caldwell in the middle, and Lofelsund in the middle. Uh, Chang on the right. Backline would be Silva and Glad anchoring things. Uh, Herrera on the right, Brody on the left, and McMath would be your, your goalkeeper. That's traditional. Uh, if you look at the game before that, exactly the same, except that Ruiz did get into the midfield, right? Which, again, they move in and out with those two. So rather interesting. Though, even though it looks stable right now, there's one player, Bam, right, that is not going to be in the lamp this week that could shake things up for them, right? Um, there's actually two that's missing for them two. this week. Yeah. Two that are guaranteed missing for them. So they got um, Lufelsend out with yellow cards, and they have Glad out with yellow cards. Now, they haven't released their injuries yet, but going by the last game, uh, Krelich was out. Uh, he had Bobby Wood and the Moose were questionable. So there is a chance that the Moose might be back for them. Ooh, could you imagine us against the Moose? That just makes me sad. I'll be real. Uh, he would have loved playing last night. I'm, or, I'm just saying, or yeah, <laughs> it was a nice playing against Houston, but there we go. Uh, yeah, looking at the lineup, I mean, Lofelson and Glad being gone are a big hit for these guys. The big question, of course, is your center back pairing. Now that you're one that you've been consistent with for the last, what, four games, uh, won't be five, there. Five games. Five games. Yeah. Is it going to be yeah. like old, old school Bessler coming in in this? Is that what we're looking at? Or who else do you think I, would stand uh, step up? I, I, I think that's going to be it. Because if you go by their last game was the first time that um, Codwell was actually in the starting 11th the, all the games before yeah. that it was um ruiz in there so i can see it's going to yeah. be in the mid's going to be cobble and ruiz together in the midfield and they'll be fine um they'll be stable still it's all about who replaces glad that's their hole in, the, in their lineup the only one i see because even if i look at their substitutions because they're rolling right now um Saverino comes out diego luna comes in good player uh cordova comes out anderson julio comes in who actually 
scored one when he came in last game. Uh, so there's nothing to laugh at there. Uh, if you look at Justin Miriam, if he's running out of gas, you got Rubio Rubin to come in. They found themselves. This team has found themselves. They should be a playoff side. This is a big game for them, just as it is for us. We're going to be in a fight. If we're, if we're willing to counterpunch and put the work in, we might get a result. We won't get a result if we do what we did the last three games. No way. No how. Um, not going to happen. So it's a wake-up call. This game is the wake-up call. At home, we know we're different. Um, any other interesting things you see in the lineup that stand out to you, sir? Um, not in a lot, no. Just the last game we, I, that the loss was against us was the 4 2 3 one um after that they went to the 442 and they've been undefeated at that so i do expect them to run with a 442 lesson learned they need to get more 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 people up high against us um and now that both their strikers are in form makes sense um tony your your thoughts on this match are you concerned do you think uh we go back to our old ways against these guys or i hope trouble? so I hope so. We go back to our old ways. It's still a concern no matter what. Um, we can't, again, we can't overlook anybody anymore at this point, even though we even, even before, like we still couldn't overlook anybody. Um, we're, we're trying to pretty much have home field advantage or home stadium advantage throughout the playoffs, even into the finals. So at this point, every game counts moving forward. And also the chemistry, every game counts to build that up. So that way we get into playoff mode. So to me, honestly, playoffs start now. Right. Which brings it to us. What are we going to field? What are we going to come out with? Who's going to show up for this game? Uh, looking at our, I mean, everywhere's a question now, right? Um, looking at our midfield. Now that we know Acosta is not in the lineup, that's the first question we got to look at. I know Ilya is going to be there. I know Sefuentes is going to be there. Who's the guy that jumps in for Acosta? I'll throw it to you, Aristelli, first. Who would you put in there to, to, to solidify things? Might be a little controversial considering all the questions, but I would put in Blessing to start. Blessing. Okay. What's your thoughts on, on Blessing getting in that role? I, I just see him getting to start because he's been – I don't want to necessarily call him our consistent, but he has been consistent throughout the season. And I, I just, I don't know. After seeing what happened with Bolanga, I'm a little skeptical with trying to experiment. Right. Cause the other option is Mendez, right? I mean, that would be their other, other thought. And I'll throw it to you, Bam. Um, do you think Mendez is the other choice or is somebody else they're looking at? Um, I would say Mendez is the, other choice to go in, in the mid. So for me, I'm going to have to say Blessing gets a start. Gotcha, man. And Tony, where are you at? Mendes gets a start. Um, if I'm going off um, past performances at the moment, yes, overall, it he, Blessing has been showing up for big games, but since last performance, you're only as good as your last game. And unfortunately, Blessing was kind of lost in the woods, so I would put Mendes in. Okay, I am kind of in the realm of of it's gonna be blessing. Why? Because he got to sit in the penalty box last match. <laughs> he got to see it all go out, and who fell apart the worst? Probably our midfield as things progressed. So I'm thinking he's getting in there. 
Um, I, I just have a, a funny thought. It's also at home, and you know how Blessing plays at home. He's just a different different type of player in front of us. So uh, angry, angry Blessing might be a good Blessing for this one. He also has a history of performing well against RSL. I don't think I'm wrong in that. He's, he's had some great moments against them. So we'll throw that Juju out there. Uh, maybe the good Juju from that. Now brings it to the back line. I know we're going backwards here. Um, center back pairing after seeing what's been going down with Mario. Do you think Mario is even a conversation or we're we going with the experience back there? I'll throw it to you, Tony, first. I say we're going experience, to be honest. Like, I, I, at this point, experience, I trust experience a little bit more until you've shown me that you're not experienced enough and fallen your ways. So that's my take. So experience is the suggestion that it is a Segura Chiellini start. Oh, a hundred percent. Like I said, look what happened last game. It besides the goal that shouldn't have, that was out of our hands. It was locked down for most of the game. If that if that call doesn't get, we go into the half one up and strong moving forward. Right, right. Because we all know our record when we score first, we don't give that up. So there's that. Um, Araceli, your your center back pairing, who are you going with? I'm going with Sigur and Kalini also. And to complete the black line, I do see Escobar. But for, let's see, I, I would start Cheeky over Hollins Head this time. Makes sense. And I throw it to you, Bam. Now you're looking at all four spots. What are you going with? Uh, all four spots. So I've got. Escobar starting, Segura starting, Kalini starting, and I'm going to go Cheeky. Cheeky's got to get in there. Yeah, because we, we, what we did notice, the good things from Cheeky is even, even in the last match, yes, the defensive thing happened. Uh, it did press them back a bit once he came in, and we're going to need that against this side. Um, Hollingshead has been amazing for us. I think he's burned out after that last game. Let's be real. Yeah. The work rate he, he, he played, put in. He played the full 90. He can't, he's not starting again. He's got to be an injury risk if you if you throw him back into this mix. So I expect him to sub in. I, I don't think he's not going to play. I just think his limit limited minutes is going to be the story for him. Um, so I'm with you. I think it's going to be cheeky, and I like the back line that you've all mentioned. I've kind of lost trust in in certain certain members of that back line. One namely, yeah. and uh, you've heard me before going, and I'm not going to go on a, a diatribe about it again. But seriously, I, I, we need experience to get through this this slump, without a doubt. Um, which brings us to the front line and who we're going to run with for this game. Um, Bam, I'll let you start this one. Who is your front line? If the front line is not Opoku, Chichi, Chicho, and Vela, I do not know what's going on with. Dollar. It's got to be those front three, plain and simple. It's those three or, or nothing. Or lose lose the room. <laughs> there it is. Uh, Araceli, your thoughts on the front line? Front line, I got Mahala, Chicho, and Vela. You need the experience. And historically speaking, uh, Chicho has scored a brace every time we faced RSL. So hopefully we see a repeat of that. But otherwise, those are my three. Nice, nice. Tony, I know you're in the same boat. So uh right, you know, no no question there. Here's the deal. Historically, who's been the one that's been had fun with these guys? It's been Chicho, it's been Vela, 
as 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 Arisaya said, and the other one's been blessing. So for what it's worth, there you go. Um again, I we need guys to pressure up top. Two of the three we know do, and the other does on occasion, but it's not a never with him. So he does a whole lot more in the field, and that's where it's different. So there's that. Um brings us to the substitutions. I think Bale's a given. No matter what, I think that that's how it's going to be. It's just let's hope it's not too early. <laughs> Scary times. Except he did have a brilliant one against them. So, yeah. Uh, the other thought, is Buanga ready? I mean, he's going to get minutes, right? I, I think it's a guarantee at this point. He's going to get his his moment. Um, but we have one other new guy, right, that might see some time. Do you think, Bam, that, that our other new signing might get featured here? Or they're still figuring out? Um, I think that... If we're up 3 nil with 10 minutes to go, he might get some time then. But at the moment, as Tony was saying, this is playoffs. This is what we're in. We need to have the best out there, game in, game out. It's not right with him not having much training time with the team to get put in with a lot of game time. So if he does come on, I can't see him coming on earlier than the 80th minute. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be kind of the, the, the throw things out of the way and be done with it. Um, close the game down kind of setup. Um, it all depends on control, man. Like if we're not getting control, it doesn't make any sense to just break things apart. Um, I really don't see a wholesale backline change like we saw in the last match. I think that weather had a huge part in that. Uh, it did this time we're at home. I know it's a heat wave, but dude, it's a night game and it doesn't get that humid here. Be real. Uh, not can't compare. So I'm thinking, not as drastic on the backline changes for this game. That would be my bet. All right. So uh, any other thoughts you guys want to throw into this mix? Tony, any final thoughts for you, sir, before we throw it into the comments from our faithful? No. Not at all. All right. Let's see what everybody else is up to. Uh, where are the opinions from everyone else? Let me see. Going back, back, back. We have... Carlos C. I think we've talked about that. Yep. Um, oh, here we go. Tommy says, J.R. Liebert, always at AF, ACFC and LAC Hogan's. That is true. That is true. <laughs> Getting a good laugh from him. Uh, Eddie and Chiellini are, are uh, the Scarf's choices as well. Agreed, sir. Consensus. Um, oh, and he says, thoughts on the last bunch of clubs attacking us uh, successfully from the right side. Well, who's over there when those successful attacks occur? Who's on that side? Who's covering there? Who do we sacrifice defensively because he's always pulling up? Right? It's Palacios. That's Palacios' side. Um, it's always been a give and take with him. Um, and a sacrifice by having him play as aggressively as he does. We know he hasn't been consistent defensively for, for a while. He has his moments, great string of games. But since San Jose, can we honestly say any of the matches that he's played in since then, the three losses, Brian Cheeky? I don't think so. So that's probably where we're sitting. Um, also looks at the midfield coming in from that play too. Um, and who, who's shifting over there. Um, by committee, right? And so there's an issue. And your top line, when we get broken, 
you're making subs and Opoku's no longer on that side. You have other guys that don't press as well as he does, and it frees up their back line. So that's probably why we're running into issues on that side. It's just the subs aren't playing where they where they should. And and Cheeky uh, has had some moments. I don't doubt that. Bam, do you do you think that's kind of where we're at on that situation? Yeah, yeah, I I, I agree with all that. Um, you look at as you said, who's there, and we need to need to get better on that side. That's for sure. We definitely need to get a bit better. And I think that's why Hollingshead came in the last game, right? To settle things. Am I wrong in that thought? Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that. He's had to come in to settle things. So, like, with this game coming up, I don't see him starting because I think he'll get what JR likes to call load management a little bit. And then <laughs> and then I think, I think depending on, on how we're going, whichever side's getting hammered the most is where he'll come in with about as a sub. He has to come in as a sub, uh, especially if we have a lead. Good way to settle things down by bringing him in, even though he does tend to score goals. Uh, <laughs> maybe you catch him on a counter. So uh, he was close against Houston again. So, you know, there's that. So, yeah, JR, I think that's where we're at is is on that side. We, we've got an issue at hand and we have to solve it. And certain people need to get better at what they do. So there we are. All right, guys. Love the comments that everybody's thrown out there. Looking good yet again. I think that's it for our comments for this episode, um, which brings us to what we do, what we always do when we close things out, right? Thank you, of course. Uh, but yes, our final comments and our final word of the day. I know it's kind of a quick one today, but hey, back-to-back ones twice in a week. Make it happen. Get to Sunday. So uh, first thoughts. I'm going to throw it to Aristelli for your final thoughts of the day. Final thoughts is same as always, home game on Sunday. Everyone stay safe at the tailgate and at the stadium. Um, there's a heat wave, so definitely drink a lot of water. Stay hydrated. Oh, my goodness, excuse me. <laughs> hydrated? Stay hydrated as much as you can. See, apparently I haven't drank enough either. So, <laughs> And, of course, it's, the, it's fall. Fall is finally here, so that's my favorite season. I, I just had to throw that in there real quick. <laughs> fall is here but the other fall is not <laughs> there we go yeah. i know dad stuff there it is all right i'll throw it to the young guy tony you're both young guys you're first go for it <laughs> um just drink like i said drink responsibly uh keep account uh keep yourself accountable of you and your friends since it's our first game home since the incident um and again bringing candles, everything for that bow juju to get off the our, our team. Uh, as well as, again, check up on your friends always. Mental health is a big issue that needs to be confronted, especially in uh, Latinx culture. And because, again, it's more of a, as we've all been brought up in as being Latino myself, you just, you know, don't talk about it. Let it go away. Work through it. Rubs and dirt in it. So, but talk to somebody. Make sure it's all getting big dandy. And of course, um, if you guys haven't watched this, I want you all to watch this. It's a little bit of homework. Watch the new uh, Copa ninety uh, documentary on SC Freiburg. It kind of puts into um, 
it kind of puts into perspective uh, perspective of what a club of, of loyal fans and how they treat their clubs and like a different mindset of how certain German uh, German culture is. And it's like, it's also, it's like a mixture of a lot of different cities here in, uh, in the U S as uh, Joseph says, Bohemian kind of German city. So uh, yeah, check that out. It's a really good 30 minutes to watch if you have some time to do. Sometimes there's more to football than just the score um, or chasing trophies, right? Actually, football's way more than that. And I think that's one of these docuseries that you want to see. Um, critical. So good stuff. The culture, again, the more you can get uh, exposed to the culture around the world, do it. Uh, this game is amazing, and it brings us together for the most part. Uh, yeah, that's why they call it the beautiful game. Uh, bam, to you, sir. Um, yes, JR, I, I see you in there. Yes, I am older than Tony. That's okay. <laughs> um Spring, spring uh, for you guys, you guys are getting into autumn or fall. Uh, for me, spring has sprung here in Australia, so we're getting into nice warmer weather over here. Um, for those going to tailgate, I know you guys are going to have a heat wave or in the middle of a heat wave and all that. If you're doing shots, if you're drinking alcohol and all that, for every alcohol you have, have some water. Just go, go one for one, alcohol, water, do all that kind of stuff. Um, if you do get bored this weekend and it's late night and you can't do anything, I highly recommend watching the Australian Football League. The AFL finals have started. Last night was an absolute cracking game. So if you never watched the game, highly recommend going and watching one. Um, on Twitter, I was having a discussion with our good friend Al um, about how California is probably getting uh, sports gambling and all that kind of stuff too. If you are a gambler and you do need help, there is the National Council on Problem Gambling in the US. Um, call them on 1-800-522-4700. Help is always out there if you are having problems that way and all that kind of stuff. And just remember, uh, gamble to have fun, gamble to lose. Don't overdo it with everything. It's good in in small bits and all that kind of stuff. Enjoy yourself this weekend, and there is a parcel coming to Joseph very soon. Ooh, a reveal, people. Soon, soon, right, Bam? We're not ready for it yet. We got to get that no. one on a high note, but uh, beauty, man. Love it, love it. You guys will all see it soon enough. Fantastic, fantastic. And it reminds us, keep voting. Oh, and likes. Keep up the likes. We need those, too. Uh, all right. That brings it to me. Oh, my gosh. Here we go. Um, speaking of docuseries, uh, the Wrexham docuseries has been a lot of fun to watch as well. Kind of gives some of us old heads in the 3252 some vibes. Uh, that's for sure. Seeing things go the right way and, and kick off. It's been fun to watch. Don't miss Freiburg, like Tony says. Uh, yeah. Enjoy everything you get. It's beautiful. Soccer is getting coverage. It's never gotten before. It just gets better. It gets better and better every year. Um, in terms of our football side, yes, we are down, but definitely not out. It is only a three-game losing streak. Only, I'll say only. Um, let's not make it four. Uh, so you know what you got to do when you're in the stadium, make it a home field, proper home field. Not talking to be completely nuts. I'm talking about handle it, man. Sing. Don't let up. Keep the flags up in the air. Don't let them get soaked with beer on the floor. That's a crime. Uh, wave them. 
Wave them, make it happen. Support your team fully. Highs and lows, you need to be there, right? That is the true test of a supporter. Highs and lows, be there. Uh, be present, make it happen. Uh, for all you that will be at the game, I will see you there for sure. Tony will see you as well. Do not hesitate to say hi. Uh, always like to have a good conversation wherever we're at, in stadium, out of stadium, but not from whistle to whistle. You know how that works. So, yes. Uh, also, shout out to uh, my boy Slip. Keep fighting the good fight, man. All love to you, sir. I think I've known you since you were like 16. Keep doing what you're doing, man. Awesome. Uh, and for the rest of you guys, Thankful, thankful, thankful for all that you do, supporting the culture, building culture, and supporting what we do, this madness that you're watching right now. So uh, final thoughts are in, which brings us to our final comment of the day, the final word of the day. Araceli, final word. Stay golden. Bam. Stay golden. Tony. Stay golden. And from me to all of you, stay golden, Los Angeles. Thank you for listening to the Heart of LAFC. Make sure to leave us a rating and review on iTunes or Stitcher. Shoulder to shoulder, the black and gold is taking over.